Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Charlene Madden. And here's a bit about Charlene. She has admittedly spent most of her life living in the state of darkness. After experiencing over nine years of sexualized trauma at the hands of her grandfather, a decade of domestic violence, and three plus decades of mental illness and suicidal ideology, she was just two days away from taking her life when she attended a women's workshop where everything changed. She was able to take off her blinders, begin the healing process, and find her purpose by tuning tuning and turning her mess into a message of hope, evolution, and transformation that she now shares with people all over the world. Charlene is a mother of three amazing children, a wife, daughter, Reiki practitioner, women's empowerment coach. But that's not all. She has other things that she does, but you'll find out. And today we're going to talk about adopting the SSS mentality, self-love, self-acceptance, and self-responsibility with Charlene Madden. Welcome to GEMS Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be here. My pleasure, Charlene. And wow, what a background and what a experience to go to, go through. And I am so glad to hear that that women's workshop left an impact on you where you no longer felt like taking your life. And not a lot of people um, have that experience where they have a outlet that is a saving grace. So I just want to thank you for what you're doing and why you stand for what you stand for to help other other women as well as men overcome the trauma, realize that they have purpose, and know who they are and where they're going. Because without knowing who you are and your why, you could easily fall into that mental health crisis. And before you know it, you could end your life too soon. Absolutely. Yeah. So Charlene, would you like to elaborate a little bit more on your background before we unpack today's topic? Yeah, as you were saying, um, I didn't necessarily have the best childhood growing up. Um, My parents separated when I was three. My dad was um, an alcoholic and was violent. Um, So my parents separated and my sister and I went to stay with my grandparents. And um, my grandmother was an absolutely amazing woman, super strong Uh, taught me to be strong, independent, and look out for myself, which I probably learned that lesson a little too well. Um, But uh, as you were saying, um, my grandfather was a pedophile. So at the age of three and a half, I started experiencing child abuse at his hands, Um, carried on for almost a decade. And of course, that caused a lot of my um, mental health struggles that I went through as an early teenager and into the rest of my life. 
Um, and I really didn't learn any tools when all of this came out. It was the early 80s. So that was not really a focus of attention back then. And with my grandmother being the way she was, she was just to kind of put your head down, deal with life, let's go person. And um, so we didn't get any follow-up care. So I never really learned any of the skills or tools that I needed to cope with the struggles that I was going to face in my life. And uh, so that brought me into making some really poor choices um, because I was just so desperate to be loved and wanted and cared for. And, um, and it definitely impacted my self-worth and my self-esteem as I went to, went on into becoming a young woman and becoming a parent as well. That just created a whole new uh, cycle of, of issues and traumas in my life. So, And thank you for sharing that. And I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And especially at such a young age at three years old, because then those traumas continued into your adolescence. And now you mentioned your adulthood. And sometimes people who never deal with the trauma will not be able to heal from it because they don't want to relive those things. But then over time in life, there's triggers, especially when you go through trauma, such as, you know, sexual abuse and domestic violence, it could um, teach you to put up a wall because that's a mechanism to protect and defend yourself. And before you know it, that can also spill over into your relationships where you have relationship issues, you have trust issues and et cetera. And if you don't seek out the help with a paid professional, or you have a support system that you could talk um, to, then you are just putting yourself further back in life because there's so many layers, um, inside of you that you've just covered up because you're like, who can I talk to? I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be perceived or I don't want to feel like instead of me being the prey, I became the predator because they may say, I welcome this or I um, had a part to play in it when in actuality that may not even be the case. And I don't know if all of this um, information, what I said, resonates with you and led you to your SSS mentality. So if so, feel free to chime in there, Charlene. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely, you know, as I got older, and as you were saying, in in my bio there, um, I went through a decade, well, actually, it was 13 and a half years of domestic violence. And it was because I didn't feel that I deserved anything better. Um, I had a lot of, of shame and guilt over my, um, my lack of ability to, to be a good parent. And, you know, like I felt like the generational cycles were just repeating themselves. And so with that guilt and shame that we feel like that I felt as a child, um, when the abuse started happening, it fit the narrative that I was telling myself, like I almost felt like this is exactly what I deserve, that I was always going to be treated poorly. And, you know, and I started to second guess all of the choices and the judgments that I was making in my life. And, you know, the, the 13 years that I spent in the uh, abusive relationship, when that relationship ended, um, it was my partner that left the relationship And then, you know, I was actually devastated because I felt abandoned all over again, even though it was an abusive situation. And then two and a half months after um, my partner left, he actually committed suicide. He took his own life. 
And it was, again, an overwhelming sense of abandonment because I felt he had left me in the, the most ultimate way that you can leave. And I kind of struggled with, you know, when you're left behind in those situations and struggling because I'm seeing the pain and the heartache that's being caused for everyone who's left to pick up the pieces. But yet I so desperately wanted to take my own life. So it was this internal struggle that I was going through because I wanted to end it, but I didn't want to hurt anyone else. Um, I just wanted my own pain to stop. And like you were saying, being two days away from making, you know, that decision, I showed up to that workshop that I attended with a hunting rifle in the back seat of my vehicle. I had the location picked out the time. I mean, I, I always joke, I, you know, I pulled in on a Saturday morning. I was taking my life on a Monday morning because Mondays suck. Who likes Mondays anyway? Right. So, you know, it's the, I had made my decision and committed fully and accepted that that's the decision I was making. And when I walked into that workshop, the last thing I expected was that anything was going to reach inside of me deep enough that could impact my life. But I realized that the three lessons that I learned and the three yeses that we talk about, um, that's exactly the lessons that I learned. I learned self-love because loving myself needed to be enough. Um, I needed to stop relying on everyone else to, to validate me and to, to say that I'm worthy to be here. And I needed to accept all of me. And part of that was the darkness that was inside me with the, with my mental illness. I needed to stop trying to, to keep it at bay and to fight it. I needed to bring it into me because when you bring in the darkness, it allows the light to come in as well. And then I also learned self-responsibility um, because I had to take a hard look. And I find this is one of the biggest things people struggle with is self-responsibility because it was really easy for me to point at my past and say, this is what's wrong, you know, like this, it's their fault. It's, you know, that person's fault. I could blame my grandfather, my parents, I could blame everybody else. But at the end of the day, I had to look at the choices that I had made in my life as an adult got me to the point where I was at. And I had to own that and owning that and taking myself responsibility also gave me the power to make the choices that would positively, not just impact my own life, but the lives of thousands of people. And that's why, you know, I talk so strongly and so much about the, the S's, the three S's, self-love, self-acceptance, and self-responsibility. Wow. And thank you so much for sharing that because sometimes it is hard to share those dark seasons and just be vulnerable because sometimes in the back of our mind, we may be thinking, well, what are they going to say about me? How is someone going to perceive me? Am I going to be judged or am I going to be viewed the same way after I share, you know, this private, but yet so um, precious moment because it is precious to us because nobody can tell you how you should have felt going through those circumstances, especially if they haven't walked in your shoes. And I'm so glad that you went to that woman's workshop and you came up with the three S's mentality. So for anyone listening to this segment that may be struggling with any trauma, whether sexual, physical, mental, or maybe even spiritual trauma, can you talk about how they could begin to walk out their own SSS mentality and just break that 
down into components because it's so key to break them down into components, but look at your life and see what are you compartmentalizing? Mm-hmm. Um, I think number one is breaking the stigma that we have to be okay all the time. And I think that was huge for me. It was being able to, to admit that I wasn't okay because I had spent so many years pretending and wearing a mask that I was okay, that I had it all together. I mean, like when I shared my story, people in my life were absolutely shocked because I always seemed so confident and outgoing and no one would have guessed the struggles that I was going on internally. So being able to embrace the fact that I was struggling and saying, you know what, right now I'm not okay. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to not be okay. Whatever you're going through in your life right now, if you're not okay, it's all right. But you just can't stay there. And I think, you know, whether it takes you a a day, a week, a month, it's okay. We all heal and we all grow and we all evolve in our own time and space. But just knowing that, number one, it's possible. And I think for me, hearing the stories of the speakers that I saw on that day, those three speakers that impacted my life, knowing that, number one, I wasn't alone. And I think I knew that in theory But to see it in action, hearing other people share their stories and going, okay, you know, what I'm going through in this moment or what I've gone through, I'm not the only one. There are other people that have experienced that and they've got through it. So how did they do it? Okay, they developed self-love. How do I develop self-love? Okay, well, let's start taking a look at our lives and going, okay, what can I be grateful for in just this moment? Maybe not what can I be grateful for yesterday or in the past or even tomorrow in this exact moment, what can I be grateful for? And there's times, you know, in the beginning that I struggled because I didn't feel I had anything to be grateful for. And then I looked at, okay, I have three beautiful children. Let's just be grateful, you know, that I have those three kids to be, you know, to be grateful for. And, you know, and then your mind will go off and I would be like, okay, but they're struggling. And I just had to keep bringing it back, just keep bringing it back to center. And that's them. Just keep shifting your, your mindset back to center and go, okay, in this moment, I'm grateful for this, this one thing. And I started doing that in the mornings. And then I started bookending my days. So I would start in the morning with three things to be grateful for. And I would end the day with three things, different things, not the same, because then I found that I was going through my day looking for things to be grateful for. And when you look for things, you will find them. It's just that we get so hung up on where we're at in this moment that it's hard to see, you know, when they say you can't see the forest for the trees, it's true. You get so caught up in your negative stuff that you're going through that you don't see the positive. So start looking for the things, try to find yourself three things. So I like that. Yeah. No, I really like that because it's um, focusing on being intentional, but then also whenever you think about being intentional and you um, start to build upon the gratitude, you start to see how you're easily going from that darkness to that light and you're going from pessimistic to optimistic because you're changing your perspective and when you change your perspective you're tapping into higher energy because you feel better you feel energized and recharged and your vibrations are going to be higher and when your vibrations and energy are higher you are going to attract that energy into your life and around you so I just wanted to interject that 
Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. It's, you know, what we seek, we find. And that's what, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize is that when you're focused on the negative, that's what you're going to find. Even though you don't want the negative, that's what you're going to keep finding. So shift your, shift your attention to the positive and then getting really responsible and, and saying, okay, I'm responsible for the choices I make today. So what choices can I make today that are going to move me one step closer to where I want to be, to what life I'm living? And it doesn't have to be this huge shift. I mean, like we all think that, you know, you've got to get up in the morning and your whole life has got to change. Well, it's like getting into a boat and just moving that you know, wheel just one degree a one degree change over a long amount of time will have a great impact on where your destination is. So just look at one small thing that you can do. It doesn't have to be huge. Just focus on one small thing that you can do today that will move your life more in the direction. And whether it's, um, for me, I struggle with trying to stay healthy physically. So for me, it's like, okay, so today I'm going to set a bottle of water on my kitchen counter and I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to drink that bottle of water. I hate water. So I'm like, what can I do? Okay. I know that's going to help my health. So if I can just drink one bottle of water in the morning, life is better. And then you start developing the habits because once you start taking responsibility and start taking action, then you're going to, you know, develop the habits that are going to create the change that you want. And then uh, as far as self-acceptance, some things in our lives, we can't change. You know, I'm going to live with mental illness for the rest of my life. I tell people all the time, it's not something that is going to magically go away. You know, it's like, if I was a diabetic, I would live with this for the rest of my life. So understanding that whatever it is you're dealing with, if it's, you know, mental illness, it is a part of your life, but it doesn't have to control your life. And so accepting that, because like you were saying, when you bring, you know, like I hear people say all the time, the women I work with, I feel so broken. I, and they, they probably get the reaction they're not looking for. I'm like, that's fantastic. And they're like, well, what do you mean? That's fantastic. And I'm like, because when you're broken, it leaves space for the light to get in. Because if you're just this solid wall, which I was for so long, I just had this solid wall up as a protection to keep hurt and heartache and pain at bay. And when I felt the most broken was the chances for the light to come in. And I mean, at my most broken point, when I went into that workshop, I was the most broken I had been in my entire life. And that was the opportunity that, you know, universe source, whatever you want to call it, God, whatever your beliefs are, that was the opportunity for it to go, okay, there's space, there's that light can come in. So love yourself, look for the things that you can be happy for, take responsibility for yourself, what one thing can you do today, and accept what is in your life that you can't change, and, and learn to maybe use that as a positive instead of a negative. Those are really great tips, Charlene, and I'm going to um, chime in here and say journaling is a really good practice too whenever you're going through something because it allows you to get those thoughts out of your head and then as those thoughts are written down, you can reflect on what you wrote down, what emotions were stemmed to it, 
and why you felt how you felt in that moment. And over time, as you're going through the reflection, you could see how you're progressing because as you are inner, um, intertwining new ideas and new thoughts, you could see how you're beginning to shift your paradigm and your overall perspective. Another thing, whenever you were talking about, you know, responsibility, I always tell people, do not def do not, um, spend time deflecting, which means you're pointing out those faults onto other people, but spend time reflecting and doing the inward work. And as you do the inward work, you're going to be able to have that reflection outwardly because how you look and feel, that's going to show up on the outside and people are going to see that on the surface, whether or not you want them to go deep diving with you or not. So just be mindful of that. How am I showing up? How do I want others to perceive me? And if I'm not showing up in a manner that is conducive to where I want to go, then it's time for me to, you know, change my, my direction, whether it is via the boat analogy, you use one degree, because as long as you are being consistent, as well as persistent, that is going to add up over time. And then you talked about responsibility, focus on what you can control versus what you can't control. You can't control what other people are going to think. You can't control other people's actions, but you can control how you react to certain situations. You can control how you are conducting your business. You can control your tone of voice. You can control your appearance, how you show up and dress, and etc. And then you can control your self-talk because we are all giving the power of our tongue and the power of our voice. So whether you need to get in the mirror and start, start talking to yourself and having that positive self-talk and whether you're putting your hand on your hip and having that power pose where you could feel good, that is going to help you over time. Yes, it's going to sound crazy when you're talking to yourself. That's why I said do it in the mirror so people don't think that you're crazy and want to have you commit it. Um, and then start to see yourself or even create a vision board. Some people would even say a dream board. And that um, builds up that self-love because when you love yourself and you know who you are, then you're not going to fall victim to what other people tell you you aren't because you're going to be so damn confident in you that it's not even funny. And people can see that confident radiate through you. And then think about it this way. Each one of us was created for a unique reason and we all have a light inside of us. So allow that light to knock out darkness. And if you want to use the rainbow analogy, you know, the rainbow always comes out after the storm. Do you see the rainbow in the storm? No. So that means you have to go through that dark season in order to see that light radiate. But there is going to be light on the other side if you just push forward. And if you just keep on driving, you keep on persevering. You're not at the end of the road. You're just at the beginning. So focus. Don't get so sidetracked looking to the left or looking to the right that it distracts you and it keeps you in a holding pattern. <laughs> yeah, and just uh, two things that when you were talking there, um, talking about journaling, I know I struggled when I started journaling. Because um, for me, writing was always had a negative attachment to it. 
But when you start journaling, um, you don't even have to read it back. I tell a lot of the, the women I work with not to read it back in the beginning because we tend to judge what we're writing because we will judge our feelings because that's one of the things we do constantly. It's like, we'll go, oh, I was so mad at, about that person. And then we get down on ourselves for how we're feeling. We judge our, our feelings. And it's like, don't just allow yourself to feel the feelings. Don't judge them. And, um, and affirmations, you know, pick something that, that does resonate with you because don't say, you know, I'm strong and confident and full of, you know, if, if that's not necessarily how you're feeling right now, pick the small things that you can relate to and that, you know, okay, yeah, I, I can, I can believe that because if you're saying stuff that you don't believe, it's not going to sink into, to what you're really feeling. And it's like, so, but yeah, you're so, uh, you're so correct. And that analogy of the, of the rainbow, it's like, we do have to go through through the storm before we can see get to that other side and sometimes we don't think we're going to make it but you'll uh like you said just persevere and you'll make it through that was beautiful thank you so much charlene and as we wind down i want you to leave the listeners as well as our viewers with your call to action for this segment what do you want them to do once they hear this i want you to number one think of as I was saying, something that you can be grateful for, write down three things just in this moment that you're grateful for. And if, you know, if you say three things that you love, but be grateful for yourself, include that on that list, because we always think of other things that we're grateful for other people we're grateful for, but be grateful for yourself because your track record for surviving crappy days right now is a hundred percent. So you got to give yourself the credit you deserve for that. You, you know, you're doing a great job, even if you don't feel like you are. So find three things that you can be grateful for. Find that one thing that you can do today that's going to shift you in the direction that you want to be and take responsibility and accept who you are and love yourself because you're so worthy of love and you deserve to be here and you deserve to have an amazing life. Yes. And for someone interested in connecting with you further or working with you, plug your website and where you hang out primarily on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook usually is the best place. And I will all, I always throw this plug in here. And I always say, if you're feeling like you're in a really dark space and you're feeling alone and you don't have anyone that you can talk to, um, please message me on Facebook. Please reach out. Um, I always tell people I'm available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to come and sit virtually in the dark with you because I can't travel all around the world yet, but um, I will sit in the dark with you until you need to rise up or you have, you know, the strength to rise up because I don't want anyone to ever feel alone. So reach out to me on Facebook. You can find my uh, website, charlenemaddenspeaker.com. I'm on all the other, the Instagram, find me on TikTok, which is terrifying but you can come find me on tiktok um, us old ladies we're giving it a try so um uh, and other than that just reach out i would love to hear from anybody if you hear this uh, this podcast and you feel like it's had an impact on your life or you just want to share your stories and your struggles please reach out and there you have it listeners and viewers of gems podcast 
All of Charlene's information will be in the show notes so you can connect with her. And I really want to encourage you to just love yourself. You are a masterpiece and there's only one you. So glow up and be the man and woman you were created to be because we definitely need you. So don't ever let somebody tell you that you are less than because you're not just say I am more than. So until we chat next time, peace love, and lots of blessings. Don't forget to subscribe and share the segment. We are on 40 plus platforms and connect with us on YouTube for all things video content at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. Until next time, have yourself a great one. You can do it. Thank you for listening to another segment of Gems Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share and subscribe to gems podcast on your audio platform as well as our youtube channel gems with genesis amaris kemp we would love for you to be a sponsor so please reach out via email at gems g-e-m-s with w-i-t-h genesis g-e-n-e-s-i-s amaris a-m-a-r-i-s kemp K-E-M-P at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.